Well, my top five things uh, would have to be starting off with diet. And I'll come back to that because there's obviously some more elaboration that needs to go with it. But I would say physical activity, your lifestyle, your mental health, and getting adequate sleep, all of those would play into, you know, longevity and your overall health and wellness. But that is a preview of today's episode. As a reminder, we've increased our research topics to now include health, wellness, and the best ways to increase longevity. The reason why is because if you look at our initial research topics, our mission was to use science and technology to prove or disprove that life after death exists. Well, so far in our research, we have found direct correlations to different areas of study to include consciousness and meta-awareness. And it's each one of these instances that's basically a piece of the puzzle. And we need every single piece to see the full puzzle. Uh, so, you know, this is going to be a very exciting time to explore many different avenues. Also, we are very excited to announce a new segment called Journey to Earth. This is where we're basically going to take you out with us on various explorations, looking at how planet Earth holds many different secrets that could forever change our lives. So this is something that you can really look forward to. And you'll find that our approach is to take you on this all-inclusive, unchartered expedition. Uh, our very first Journey to Earth episode will be available two weeks from now with uh, Season 3, Episode Number 3. Using state-of-the-art science and technology, the Afterlife Podcast researches life after death, consciousness, wellness, and sustainable ways to increase longevity. We explore uncharted and mysterious cases involving UFOs and unexplainable paranormal manifestations. Here's your host, Mark DeLuca. You know, something that really fascinates me is that our body contains roughly around 39 trillion bacteria. Basically, our body is this microbiome that contains various microbes that consist of either bacteria, fungi, or viruses. Well, when we look at the bacteria itself, half of this bacteria is bad and it's not good for us. The other half is good and it not only helps us stay healthy, but it will fight off the bad bacteria when we have too much of it. This good bacteria is called probiotics. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode. We're going to look at how and if probiotics can increase your health, wellness, and longevity. Joining us to explore this exciting topic is somebody who has studied nutrition. They're very experienced in this topic, and they live this every single day. Megan, welcome to the Afterlife Podcast. Hello, Mark. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I have a question for you right away. If you had to recommend the top five things that a person could take to increase their health, wellness, and longevity, what would they be? Well, my top five things uh, would have to be starting off with diet. And I'll come back to that because 
there's obviously some more elaboration that needs to go with it. But I would say physical activity, your lifestyle, your mental health, and getting adequate sleep, all of those would play into, you know, longevity and your overall health and wellness. But I believe that your diet is the most important in all of that because, you know, you are what you eat. Um, with your gut health being a high priority, since your gut health affects almost everything that happens within your body, starting off with you know, a strong immune system, a healthy brain, healthy heart, sleep and digestion all plays into your health. So I believe that your diet would be the most important. So I'm glad to hear you say gut health. And that obviously includes microbes. You know, when I look at myself, I've been taking probiotics now for roughly around six to seven months. And I can honestly say that I feel as though I have seen a positive difference. The issue is, at the same time that I'm taking probiotics, I also meditate. I practice cold water immersion therapy. I'm physically active. So I necessarily don't know if it's the probiotics that are making this positive impact. Also, the approach that I took when deciding to take probiotics in my opinion, is the wrong approach that one should take. And we see this wrong or bad approach taken all too often, especially in uh, health, wellness, diagnosis, medicine. I'm talking about the conventional approach or conventional medicine, where it's basically a one-size-fits-all blanket recommendations, a blanket approach versus a precise approach, also known as precision medicine or precision health, where the individual treatment or individual diagnosis is specifically uh, tailored to a person's unique biochemical makeup. So basically what I did was I did my research, which everybody should absolutely do their research. So I'm good there. I looked into all the different types of probiotics and what they do for your body. I then chose the best probiotic that I thought I would benefit from based upon opinion, not the factual requirements that my body actually needs. So, you know, that's a major, major issue. So I want to share an interesting statistic in case with you. I think you'll find this case interesting because you and I share a very close and mutual connection with a person that has now developed the coronavirus twice. The very first time they developed blood clots from the coronavirus. The FDA has identified over 100 different types of medication that do not work as advertised because the subgroup of people that are consuming this medicine have a gene variant or gene mutation. Now, you may be asking, well, is this really a big deal? Well, yes, it absolutely is. And here's why. When we look at this case, uh, doctors were prescribing medicine to patients that had recently suffered a heart attack. And this medicine is designed to prevent blood clots. Well, this particular medicine is actually activated by a gene in the person's body. Well, what happens is when we have this subgroup of people that have 
this gene variant or gene mutation, the medicine is not being activated. And what research has shown us is that this subgroup of people that have a gene variant are twice as likely to suffer from another heart attack or other type of serious medical condition that has a very high probability of being fatal. So what's happening here, or I should say what's likely happening here, is that we have doctors that are using this standard or conventional approach to medicine to where a patient has suffered from a heart attack and they are basically looking at the patient's profile, seeing if they're allergic or what they're allergic to, and then prescribing the medicine uh, from a very blanketed approach or a one-size-fits-all approach. And they are not tailoring the individual experience based upon their biochemical makeup. What are your thoughts with that? No, I definitely agree with you. And I think that precision medicine needs to start being you know, taken more into account because no two people are going to have the same genetic makeup. And it's definitely impossible for the same two people to live the same lifestyle and live in the same environment. So I agree that precision medicine may eliminate a lot of the trial and error that we experience now with like prescribing new medicine and just things not working. So they have to continuously, you know, cut things out, try new things. And it leaves a lot of people in a never ending circle. You said it perfectly. There's a genesis by the name of Michael Snyder. He directs the Stanford University's Center for Genomics and Personalized Medicine. And he's been doing some really fascinating and groundbreaking research where he's been tracking his molecular and physiological markers in his own body. Basically, what he has been monitoring is his gene expression, his microbiome, Uh, exercise activity, heart rate, skin temperature, and many other uh, data parameters. Now, the question becomes, by tracking and looking at these finite details within his own body, are you able to detect something that could happen related to some type of illness or disease before it happens? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, Michael had actually developed an infection And this was identified through the sensors uh, by looking at his heart rate and blood oxygen level. He then developed a fever. And one of the possible speculations was, well, maybe Michael has Lyme's disease. So he started a course of antibiotics. And by the time that the standard tests had actually identified, yes, Michael, in fact, does have Lyme's disease, the course of antibiotics had already finished and you know everything was back to normal again uh, something else that was you know really fascinating in looking at his research was that he also uh, watched himself develop type 2 diabetes and was able to start to take mitigating action well in advance so the reason i bring this up is because we can absolutely see that when we zoom in and we look at the individual person's biochemical makeup uh, and rely on precision medicine, 
you know, there's so many more benefits than relying or using conventional or standard medicine. And that's absolutely true for probiotics. Before we take probiotics, we have to identify what your body is deficient in, in terms of probiotics. So that way you can ensure that you are feeding your body exactly what it needs and you're going to get the positive results that you are looking for. So let's say that a person is interested in uh, better enhancing their health, wellness, and longevity. They come to you for some advice or a plan and you have them complete a, a gut microbiome test. The probiotics that will work best for them and that they're deficient in are identified and they start to take probiotics. When we look at any positive attributes that are associated to probiotics, what exactly are they? Well, of course, there's going to be a significant increase in your overall gut health, but I think is really interesting about probiotics is the uh, immunity boost that you will get from taking them and, you know, uh, balancing out your gut health because that allows your stomach to now, or I'm sorry, your gut to fight off the bad bacteria if you were to have any in your system. Um, it may help, you know, reduce inflammation in your stomach, which can lead to less bloating and gas if you're experiencing anything like that. Of course, digestion and it could even lead to improvements in your skin or your dental health if you are experiencing things like that. I know for personally I have had, you know, skin conditions before and you know, probiotics have helped with that. So now you and I were talking just prior to recording this and I believe you had mentioned something that you could also take that works right alongside probiotics. Can you right. explain that? Yeah, I believe just important as probiotics are, I believe that prebiotics, which are non-digestible food components that will sort of feed the probiotics in your system. So it's, it's like fuel for the probiotics and you can consume that through like fiber, whole grains, vegetables, fruits, etc. But I think prebiotics are just as important as probiotics. Wow, that's really interesting. So when we look at health, wellness, and longevity to include probiotics, are there any final things that you want to let our listeners know? Yeah, I would definitely suggest that if anyone hasn't tried them or are thinking about them, do your research, of course, and maybe even talk to your doctor if it's best for you. But even start incorporating them into your diet first. You could start out with like probiotic rich foods and see how those kind of impact you and see if they have any sort of positive impact. But um, some of those could be like yogurt, kefir, cottage cheese, some different cheeses, uh, kombucha, or like sourdough bread, anything fermented would be a great start for probiotics. And then you could lead into supplements if those do. positively impact you. Well, there you have it. A big shout out to Megan for joining us on the Afterlife podcast. Coming into this episode, we had a question and that was, can probiotics increase your health, wellness, and longevity? And I feel very comfortable saying yes. With that being said, you need to do your research, rely on precision health and precision medicine.
have a gut microbiome test completed. So that way you can identify the exact probiotics that your body needs and is deficient in, and then you can feed your body those probiotics. So that way they can help increase your overall health and also weed out any bad bacteria when you have too much of it. Uh, so as always, we like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and, and until the next episode, take care, everybody.